Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm considering this to be part two of the Nashville nonsense. And I have to tell you, and I could I could ramble about this for the entire show, for the entire episode, certainly for at least an hour. And I might do that. But it's not even rambling, because I have so many notes here again of the different things that have occurred just within the last few days. And trust me, I saw all the shoe stuff, the pumas in the vans, they you know, the the fake shooter entered with wearing puma shoes and then the body that they apparently shot was wearing van shoes. I saw all of that at the end of my last episode after I uploaded it. I get it. It's just more proof that this didn't happen. Without a doubt, 100%. I'll get into the specifics of that a little bit later, but the part that really drives me up the wall and grinds my gears is the fact that everybody's getting played on this yet again. And they don't seem to think about it, and they don't even seem to care. The amount of hypocrisy and contradictions taking place throughout all of this blows me away. And it angers me, to be honest, because it was another litmus test, and everybody failed again. And when I say everybody, I'm not talking about you listening to this. You know what's going on. You know who the real enemy is. You know that this didn't happen. You know Uvalde didn't happen. You know Sandy Hook didn't happen. And you're piecing these together because it can't get more obvious. But for these people who have these giant shows with all these followers and all this money, and they're staring into cameras with the seriousness of Stu Peters, with all of their promo codes for this, that, and the other, they still don't get it. Ladies and gentlemen, the same memes, for God's sakes, continue, continue to pop up time and time again. The same memes. It doesn't matter what manufactured fake shooting occurs, even among the so-called awake, the same memes rise right to the top every single time. The Cain and Abel memes, you know, it's, they, they didn't blame The Rock. Those kinds of memes and all the other memes, out of my cold, dead hands, you're not taking my guns, blah, blah, blah. These are among all of the so-called awake. They have no idea that they themselves are still programmed to the point where they're still dropping the same messages on all their social media platforms, perpetuating the same lies that they're still believing to this day. I'm going to run through a list of names here. You know these people. You've heard of these people. You're paying attention to them. Frankly, you know what? It almost doesn't even require a list. You know who these people are. Pick one. Pick anybody in the so-called cuckservative movement. They all think this happened. And if there's even a shred of doubt in their mind, they're not going to bring that up because they're going to lose money. They think they're going to lose money. They're going to look too much like a crackpot. Because again, even Alex Jones doesn't bring it up. Now here's, I I will mention a few people. Stu Peters. Stu Peters is dead wrong about this. 100% dead wrong. So Stu Peters isn't learning, is he? His ability to learn only goes so far. He's comfortable with the COVID lies. 
He's comfortable with all those lies, but he's not comfortable wrapping his head around the fact that Freemasonry is the problem and that every single time that one of these fake shootings takes place that he, as a former bounty hunter, you'd think, you'd think that he'd at least try to take an objective approach to it and even a slightly investigative approach, he doesn't. Is Stu Peters a member of the Fraternal Order of Police? That's a serious question I have, because they're Masons. Is Stu Peterson, or Stu Peterson, (laughs) Stu Peterson, it could be Stu Peterson for all I know. Is Stu Peters a Mason? Is he? Because that's what the Fraternal Order of Police is. It's Masons. It's run by Masons. It's designed to bring people in. We all support each other no matter what. We all take the same side no matter what. Is that the side he takes? Andrew Torba. Here's another one. The CEO of Gab. Why is it that when you get on Gab and you look at the main posters and the people that have the most followers and even the people that don't have the most followers on Gab, why is it that the main thread, the explore thread on Gab, are all posts echoing the same thing and none of them have to do with the fact that the shooting didn't happen? That no one died? Why is that? Is there an algorithm shift on Gab? Is Gab the uh, Trojan horse, so to speak? The enemy in disguise? I don't know. I don't know. Why are they keeping posts that are calling this fake off of the main thread? People aren't learning. They're not learning. They're not picking up on this. The same thing happens again, and then everybody just, uh, uh, they just go back into this zombie mode of having the same kinds of behaviors time after time. Bioclandestine. Have you heard of this person? Bioclandestine on Twitter. I'm sorry. Well, they are on Twitter, but Telegram. They put out a Telegram the other day, and I'm paraphrasing it, but it basically said this. They simply said, it was, from, it was so stupid. It was so stupid for a person who pats themselves on the back and thinks they've got it all figured out all the time. They put out, they put out a telegram and said, I don't do school shootings. I don't do shootings and I don't do schools and I don't do school shootings. That's just my take on it. I'm just going to talk about other things. Well, how convenient. How convenient for the so-called investigator who doesn't want to show his face hardly ever. People don't know generally who they are, but they love patting themselves on the back for these stories that they allegedly break. And I'm the one who broke that story. And why is somebody taking credit for my thing? And blah, blah, blah. All this self-important bullshit that they bring up constantly, but they don't want to think about a school shooting because it makes their brain hurt. Aw. It's too, it's too, it's too hard for them. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. It's too hard for them. It's too hard for them to think about it. I can't slow the footage down and pay attention to things. And I don't want to listen to anybody else who might know more about it than I do. Because it makes my brain hurt. Too bad. Too bad. You're not going to make it. Bioclandestine isn't going to make it. Because if he can't think past his own hand in front of his face, then he has a problem. So does everybody else. Now, with that said, 
I have to mention a couple of people who had this right and did the right thing because these people are out there. And by the way, thank you for those of you in the comments section of my of my BitChute channel who were like, yeah, great breakdown, Sean. You're 100% right. This seems 100% fake. You're, you're dead on yet again. Thank you for that. I appreciate you listening. You know who you are. Awesome. You're dead right, too. And I know you're out there. And there's a lot of people out there who know that this didn't happen. A lot of people. And I know that there's more people waking up. But the bigger problem is the fact that lots of these so-called self-important awake people, they're not bringing it up. They're not touching it. And they're not touching it because they're afraid they're going to lose some ounce of credibility. Let me, let me shout out a few people who got this right. They got it right. I'm going to start first with Ultra Pepe Lives Matter on Telegram and their entire chat board. What this person did is they did what anybody can do, and I mean anybody. They didn't take a stance one way or another at first. All they did was they asked the question. They posted a picture from the news report about Nashville, and then they simply said something like, so what does everybody think about this? That was it. That's all they asked. That was the only question. And then you get into the comments section, and boom, that's where you find the answer. See, I don't like these Telegram people on Telegram that don't open up their comments section, or they have a separate channel for just comments. What are you afraid of? Like BioClandestine and these other people, what are you afraid of? Why don't you just open up your comments section on Telegram and let anybody comment about a particular subject? Are you afraid you're going to get made fun of? Don't like being called names? Boo-hoo? I'm telling you, these people, ladies and gentlemen, who claim to have the thickest spine are like Gumby. They're Gumby, and they're everywhere. This is our problem. Because when the real shooting starts, these people are going to turn and run. And I don't want to be around those people, because those are the people that are going to get you killed. I don't like those people. Never have, never will. When the going get tough, the tough get going. Remember that phrase? It's been around a long time, and it means something. Not these bio-clandestine dudes or the Jordan Sathers. Nope, sorry, you're all pansies. You don't have this figured out yet. You're not calling out the real enemy. You're not looking into this because it makes your stupid brain hurt. Too bad. Ultra Pepe Lives Matter had it right. They had it right. They posed the question. And then the people in the comments section were like, this is fake, didn't happen, false flag, no one died, here's a shoe post, here's the Masonic posts, here's a BS video about it, so on and so forth. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. That's where you find the answer. Now, if you have the platform and a microphone in front of your face and you're not saying what needs to be said, you're not my friend. You're too brainwashed. You're too brainwashed. You don't want to touch it because you're afraid you're going to lose a shekel. Too bad for you. Too bad for you. Don't reach out to me. Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't, don't ask me to be on anything because you're not figuring it out. I have a problem with this. I really have a problem with this. If we aren't identifying the enemy collectively, we will lose. We will lose. 
I'm, I'm fine with the baby steps of people waking up. That doesn't bother me. I'm all right with that. Everybody's, everybody's waking up at their own time. But how often does this have to happen? How often do you have to reference Bill Cooper and not learn from what he said? How often are you going to reference other people who know about what really goes on and yet not really heed their warnings and, and take into account what they're really saying? Because really what you're doing then is you're spitting in their faces. And I don't like that either. It's ridiculous. And they're embarrassing themselves. The so-called awake, right? The great awakening, the so-called patriots, quote unquote. I'm sorry. You've lost the plot. Because the same script gets written time and time again, and you say the same shit time and time again, and you're not learning. That's your fault. The only person to blame is you. And this bothers me greatly, as you can probably hear in my tone. And I'm sorry, but this is going to be my tone for, for, for part of this. There's another person, however, with that said, Ultra Pepe Lives Matter had it right. They had it right. Again, Dave from X22 Report, he references Pepe Lives Matter a lot, doesn't he? But I don't know if Dave from X22 knows what's really going on or not. And if he does, how often is he going to spend time on it? Is he afraid of losing money too? I don't know. Failure to tell the truth because of fear of, 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 of losing money or not getting money. I, I don't know if there's a worse thing because that's really the problem here. That's the consistent problem. Sorry, I'm rambling. The next person I want to compliment, and I mean this, Kate Daly. Kate Daly. Yet again, hit a grand slam. Grand slam home run. It was beautiful. I listened to both of her episodes. They were rather short, and she got a lot of details wrong. But Kate Daly's overall overarching approach was, this didn't happen. Not just, it's a false flag to manipulate the narrative. No, she took the approach, this didn't happen. Nashville didn't happen. That fake shooting didn't happen. Did they record it at different times? Was the recording of the person entering the building at a different time than when this alleged person fell to the ground if it was in fact a real human and not a dummy or a mannequin of some kind who just happened to be dressed a little differently than the person who entered the building in particular with the shoes? Kate Daly got it right. And I'm going to tell you something else, too. I don't like this either, okay, because it's dismissive. It categorizes people falsely, and I don't like it. And listening to her show will, would, would destroy anybody who, who makes fun of these kinds of people. When people make the broad brushstrokes over a generation of people, when they say millennials, or they say, in this particular case, boomers. And they go, well, boomers, all these boomers are why we're here. It's the boomers' fault. Shut up. First of all, just shut up. Second of all, if you listen to Kate Daly's show, the people who call into her show are of that generation. These are people who have left Fox News. They know that Fox News isn't telling the truth. And they're listening to her because she's opening their minds. And these people already have an open mind in many cases. 
I was listening to her audience call in, and these are some wide-awake people. And some of them are really old, and they're really wide-awake. One woman called in, she's like, hey, the FBI needs to be abolished. And I tell you what, I mean, you know, if the FBI was on my front porch, I'd blow them right off my front porch. Hot dang. I'm 80. Hot dang. I mean, it was great. And I'm saying to myself, these people know what's up. They know what's up. So you can't paint with a broad brushstroke and say, well, this whole generation of humans doesn't understand what's going on. That's the most retarded thing a person can say. That's not true. Most of the people from the baby boomer generation who I know, my parents in particular, questioned the Kennedy thing and, and the Kennedy assassination, both of them, almost from the get-go. They were like, wait a minute. See, that's not, you, you can't paint with these wide brushes from a generational standpoint. If memory serves, Kate Daly's a grandmother, too. I mean, I know she's older than I am, but either way, she, she knows what's going on here. And she even said on her show, you know, again, she said something like, if I, if, if I get a bunch of bad emails or a bunch of people email me and start complaining, so be it. You know, because they think that this is controversial. She, she doesn't care because she's interested in the truth no matter what. I admire that person. Anybody that takes that stance, that's the person I admire. I fully understand, too, and she does a good job of this, as does Jesse James from the Dangerous Info podcast. They do a great job of bringing people in, taking the, taking the individuals that are unsure of particular things, or they're, they're not fully awake yet, and they bring them in slowly by asking them questions and saying, well, what about this? Well, what do you think about this? Well, if you were in this situation and you're in this profession, where would you be standing and what would happen and blah, blah, blah. All of that matters. And that's a skill. That's an incredible skill. And, and Kate Daly does it. And again, Jesse James does it. And they've been, you know, Kate's been on Jesse's show. And it, it's fantastic because they both know that this is hinky. They both know more specifically than that, that it didn't happen because it's the same flipping playbook over and over and over again. Now, with all of that ranting to the side for a second, again, you know, it, it uh, rubbing my eyes here. It really, it really drives me up the wall. I just want to make that abundantly clear. It's the it's one of the largest things that 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 drove me nuts as a school teacher was the inability of somebody to just learn something that's not that tough. It's not that tough. Even when I spoon feed it to them and I'm saying, "Okay, here's the question, here's the answer. Now, where are you supposed to put the answer in the question?" Remember all those, when we were growing up, we'd, we'd be thrown these worksheets that had the fill-in-the-blank questions. Remember that? Here's a sentence, and then there's a blank right in the middle of the sentence, and then you have this pool of words to choose from, which word fits. Time and time again in society, the number of words and the pool of words that were, that were asked to choose from diminishes. It becomes clearer as to what the answer is. 
And with these kinds of events that are completely fake and fabricated, there's one answer that you should always start with. Because from that pool of answers, there's just one, and it's it didn't happen. Start there. Start with that answer, plug it into the sentence. Oh, look, a school shooting. It didn't happen. Start with that blank slate and that particular answer. And then look into it. And don't be afraid to look into it. But I'm going to lose money. It makes my brain hurt. Who cares? Who cares? Think beyond your, your myopic ability and your myopic viewpoint to see things the way that's just comfortable for you. Because again, like I said earlier, I know I'm back on it. Dang it. Everybody's just back saying the same stuff over and over and over again. They're not looking deeper. And if they don't look past it, they're never going to find who their real enemy is. They'll never figure it out, which means, I'm sorry, we're not on the same side. Yes, we want the right thing to happen. Yes, we're not bad people. We're on that same side, no doubt about it. But if you aren't going to look past this very simple stuff that can't get more simple, well, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I'm going to sp- keep speaking about it, and I hope one day, uh, you know, you find the courage to speak about it. Whoever these people are, wherever these people are, regardless of the sizes of audiences that they have and the clicks that they get and the followers and the different platforms they're on, start talking about it. Start talking about it. Stop playing the enemy's game with different platforms and just start telling the truth and learn about it. Honestly, it's exhausting. Okay, where was I going with all that before I jump back into my ranting? Let me get into this. I want to get back into the specifics of that, of, of that fake false flag, fake shooting, nobody died event. Because again, it's, it's a day after, two days after, three days after, where the waves of bullshit just continue to hit the shore. And it's so fake, you can't... You can't possibly make it up or actually believe it to be real. Well, you, a person can make it up because it's being made up in real time. But you can't believe it if you have a brain in your skull. So let me start here, okay? Here's, here's where I want to start. I want to start with continuing to make the comparisons between Uvalde. What happened in Uvalde and what happened with this one? Ladies and gentlemen, I've arrived at the conclusion, and I'm not patting myself on the back, okay? But I'm arriving at the conclusion that we know that the enemy is always paying attention to what we're saying. And they're learning from it. They could be listening to this show. They probably are. Let's face it, the FBI knows who I am. Hi, FBI. How you doing? With that said, they're filling in the blanks of their, of their fake script and their contrived script here as much as they can from Uvalde to Nashville. Now, where have they filled in the script? What holes did they fill in? There are many. So let me start with this. 
the timing of the release of any footage was faster with Nashville than it was with Uvalde, wasn't it? It was a whole lot faster. They learned from that. Why? Because with every passing day, more and more people are going to doubt that it happened. Where's the footage, people will ask. Why can't we see what actually happened? And so on and so forth. Not so with the Nashville Metro Police Department and the FBI and these other losers who are all in on this together, Freemasons. They all released the footage very quickly. In fact, the same day that night. That night, at 10 at night, it was on their Twitter account. On the Metro Police Department from Nashville, it was on their Twitter account. That's different from Uvalde. So they learned that lesson. What else has, has changed from Uvalde to this Nashville nonsense? How many parents have you heard related to the Nashville dead, quote unquote, they're alive? How many of them have been interviewed on camera? Any of them? Weird, isn't it? Now, why would they not interview the Nashville parents or anybody regarding Nashville on camera who was actually there or actually is related to a, de a, a deceased individual so they want you to believe? You know the answer. It's because it caved in with Uvalde, didn't it? The fake parents and the fake people, the fake family members, with the Uvalde thing, were so bad at what they were doing. The acting was so terrible that it was beyond embarrassing and it gave up the goose immediately that it was fake. Immediately. Gave it up. So what do these Masons do then? The Masons go, we can't do that anymore. We can't do that. It's, it was too bad. It blew up in our face. Too many people woke up. Too many people figured it out. We can't do that again. We can't go knocking on doors and talking with all these so-called parents that aren't shedding a single tear. But they're making it sound like they're crying. You know, they have sunglasses on and they're going, oh, oh God, oh, my, my baby, oh, and they're doing all that nonsense. The Brandon Elrod guy, you remember him? You remember, remember old Brandon? I caught him. I caught Brandon in Uvalde. He was one of the worst. Brandon needs to go back to acting class. He was one of the worst. I can't find my kid. Where's my kid? I don't know. Maybe they're down at the morgue. I don't know. But I got time to stand here and talk to a random person. I'm not shedding a tear either, but my baby's gone and she's missing. You're a liar, Brandon. No one's dead. Your daughter's not dead either. And you're going to burn in hell for lying and tricking all of these people. Because you're a Mason. We get it. We get it. We understand the script. All the CNN actors. Anderson Cooper's on the scene, ladies and gentlemen, which means you know it must be true. Where's Anderson Cooper? Is Anderson Cooper in Nashville? He might be. Is he knocking on doors? Maybe. I'm not seeing this footage of these interviews with these parents from Nashville. I'm not seeing it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. It might exist. I haven't heard it yet. They're all taking a back seat. They're all taking a back seat. 
So that's another thing that they learn from regarding Uvalde. What's another thing? Glass. Remember in Uvalde, the story was all the broken glass. The shooter was outside the building and randomly shooting inside of the building with all the glass breaking everywhere. And yet, we never saw a single picture of broken glass at Uvalde, did we? We didn't see a single window with a single bullet hole in it. Not one. If there's broken glass and bullet hole ridden windows everywhere, that's that that's a, a photographer's dream right there, isn't it? Zoom in the lens on that broken window with that bullet hole right through it. That'll send home the message. Aren't those the pictures that you typically would see with endless articles and news articles and the thumbnail pictures that you would see on videos? Isn't that what, what, what would typically happen? Funny how we didn't get that with Uvalde. Not so with Nashville. Not so. Out of the gate, you have video surveillance footage of this person shooting through the glass, through the glass doors. Glass everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. And then when they made their way upstairs, before the final moments when they were allegedly shot and killed, if it was in fact a real person and not some mannequin on a string that they just pulled to the ground, which, by the way, they were in a very awkward position, weren't they? I mean, I've, uh, I did that just to see how it would feel. Now, you know, I'm not, I'm not 28 years old, but I purposely lied on my back and folded my right leg backwards, kind of in that yoga pose, the same position that this alleged person is while they were wearing their Vans shoes, by the way. Not Pumas, like the ones they walked in with. But... I bent my leg back that way, and I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm flexible, but dang, that kind of hurt. I mean, <laughs> it made my right hip kind of hurt a little bit, and same thing with my right knee, and I thought, well, that's, that's an awkward way to fall if you get shot. Now, again, I'm not saying that the positions with which people fall when they get shot are all going to be the same or be comfortable for, for a dead body. I know that that's not the case, but uh it just seemed you know th that alone seemed awkward to me either way you know this was where again i'm sure if kate daly went back and watched the f the video footage she would see that that there was glass and that this person or someone allegedly did shoot through that glass because there were there was actually footage of the of that archway glass broken from the outside of the building i saw those pictures and I saw the pictures from the inside and the video footage from the inside of those, uh, I think it was the two furthest left panes of glass were shot out. I also saw this random photo the same day, ironically enough, if it was filmed that actual day, of a bullet hole through the windshield, through the passenger side windshield of what appeared to be a police automobile, a police car of some kind. And the bullet hole was very close to the metal railing right up against the side of the windshield. But it was in the windshield. And it was evident that the, that the bullet was shot from the outside of the automobile, not from the inside of the automobile to the outside. Either way, if the, if the person was really shooting, and the person was really shooting real bullets and they weren't blanks, how is it that the glass was all broken? And again, and, and the, the bullet hole 
through the windshield. Unless, of course, the whole thing was just staged to make it look like that's what was occurring. Who's to, who's to know? What I know is, and I'm going to break it down now, are the anomalies that have to do with the so-called deceased. So let's back up real quick. This is just, it can't get fake. It can't get more fake. Let's back up. When the police, first of all, I heard the 911 caller, the dispatcher. That was embarrassing. The dispatcher was just like, um, okay, so uh, there's apparently a shooting at the school. And I mean, they were just real monotone. There was no, <laughs> there was zero emotion. And I know again that that's not uh, that's not unusual necessarily for that profession, but you get what I'm saying. It was it was a weird tone. When the police officer first gets out of the automobile, unzips his bag and grabs the gun. If you've seen the security footage, you know what I'm talking about. As you heard me say in the last episode, there was, there's an employee of the building outside of the building saying everybody's accounted for except for two students. Like I said in the last episode, you would never be outside of the building if you were on a real lockdown and this were real. So it's fake right there. From a school procedure standpoint, it's fake. A hundred percent. There's also a person, she then hands the keys, or it was either her or the next guy who's leaning up against the wall of the building, on the outside of the building, next to the front doors, who hands the keys to the officer. And they weren't entering the church portion, like where you would see pews and Bibles and, you know, what you would typically imagine a church being. They didn't enter that part. They entered the school portion. So is it possible that the school portion where the classrooms are is different from where the main office was, where the alleged person initially shot their way in? It's possible. I don't know the schematics of the building. They could be on opposite ends of the building for all I know. But either way, when that occurred, that, that, again, that police officer opened up the door, unlocked the door, and then in they went. This is where this gets strange and, and where, like I said earlier, the stories of all these fake dead people just wash up against the shore and these contrived stories that they're making up make zero sense because they're fake. They came out with a story about one of the girls who allegedly died saving her classmates, quote-unquote, and this individual allegedly died trying to pull the fire alarm when the shooting started. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the surveillance footage proves that to be false at face value. This person shot through the doors, the glass doors. The second that happened, the alarms were going off already. Which means, what's this story about some nine-year-old trying to save their classmates by pulling the fire alarm? Not to mention, it contradicts what the person outside of the building said when they said everybody's accounted for and everybody's locked down except for two students. Two students are unaccounted for. So 
why would a person, why would a child attempt to pull a fire alarm when the fire alarm is already going off the second that the bullet hit the front door? Do you see what I'm saying? It's impossible. It's impossible. Not to mention, why do you have a dead principal, so to speak, if these people are even real? Why do you have a dead principal and a dead substitute teacher if everybody was on lockdown? Why do you have a so-called dead custodian if everybody was locked down and accounted for except for two students? Oops. See the holes in the story? They're everywhere. And as Kate Daly said, and she's 100% right, she said, how on earth, from the moment that they're shooting and the alarm goes off and people can hear the shooting as the so-called principal of the building or headmaster of the building thought that there was a shooting going on and immediately ran toward the shooter because they were on a Zoom call, allegedly. How is it? that they decided to run toward the shooter, alert people, end their Zoom call, put everybody on lockdown, and then usher 200-plus students up to the second floor of a building outside of their unlocked classrooms because all their classrooms were unlocked, the ones that were being searched by police officers. How did they rush them all upstairs? all those students into one alleged room where you would have 200 plus students all on lockdown. You wouldn't because it didn't happen. None of that fits with any nationwide policy on a real shooting taking place. The whole thing was contrived. All of it. I mentioned this also and had this thought the other day too. For, for those that aren't believing any of this because it makes their brain hurt, like the bio-clandestines and, oh, it's just too much for me to handle. If, the, if you're watching a movie, a real movie, okay, in the theater or at home or wherever you watch movies, and the credits start rolling, you know that portion where you get past, like, the director's name is on the screen all by itself and the writer's name is all by itself and then the screenplays all by itself and whatever else, and, and then the few major actors. You get past all that, and then you start watching that giant scroll of all those names, okay? If all those names can work together to convince you that Luke Skywalker flies around in a spaceship and shoots things into a Death Star and blows it up, and you believe it, along with anything else that's shown on a screen, if all those people can work together to do that, what makes you think they can't work together to do something like this? I'd like somebody to answer that for me. Because they can. Because one of the consistent zombie phrases that you hear from people who don't understand what goes on with these events is they'll consistently say event after event. They'll say, wow, that seems like there'd have to be a whole lot of people in on the lie. Yes. The answer to that's yes. There are a whole lot of people in on the lie. A bunch of them. And they're flipping everywhere. 
They're in media. They're in education. They're in law enforcement. They're in government. They're in hospitals. They're everywhere. Evil surrounds us everywhere, in every profession, in every walk of life, because everybody can be bought. Not everybody, but you get what I'm saying. Most people can be bought, a lot of people, certainly evil people. They can be blackmailed. They can be recruited. They can be groomed. They can be bribed, coerced, you name it. These people exist in every profession. They're everywhere. They don't just all hang out together in some in some building by themselves and just work this stuff out. The people at the top do, but then they recruit people to engage in these kinds of things. Again, the crisis actors were out throughout this entire thing, too. I have a video on my last war video. I even put it up on Gab. It's two women. Two women, a Hispanic woman and a Hispanic-looking woman, I should say, and a black woman with a last name Brooks, no relation. But the two of them were clearly working together on this to, again, push forth the narrative that this whole thing happened when it didn't. Here's another example, Gateway Pundit. Again, Gateway Pundit's not your friend. They're not your friend. I know I bring up particular stories from them, but when it comes to events like this, they won't touch it with a 10-foot pole because they're afraid they're going to lose money because who funds them? I can take a guess as to who funds them. I mean, yeah. But it says, it's titled this, Mother of Transgender Nashville School Shooter Was Gun Control Activist shared petition to keep guns out of school. So she's off the hook, just like that. As far as the media is concerned, she's off the hook. She's not going to be prosecuted with anything. She's off the hook. That's it. They're not going to come after her like they came after the crumbly parents. They're not going to do it. Why? Because no one died in this situation, and she's a leftist. The crumbly parents, ladies and gentlemen, should also be your litmus test for the dual justice system, quote unquote, that we have in this country and what an abomination it is. Because it is an abomination. They're still in shackles. They had nothing to do with it. And real people got killed. Their son really killed people. Not so in this situation. Who's going to jail in this situation for perpetuating this lie, this conspiracy to commit fraud? Nobody. No one. That's the real abomination here, and no one's touching that with a 10-foot pole. That's the problem. That's, that's what grinds my gears. That's what gets my blood pressure up. That's the problem. The real crime is the conspiracy to commit fraud and the people who aren't talking about it. Here's another story. Again, everybody's a flipping hero in this. Remember that. That always comes after that always comes after the fake event. Everybody's a hero. Hell, the headmaster of the school looks like a tranny as far as I'm concerned. No offense. If again, this person was in fact a real person and really the headmaster. This comes from rightjournalism.com. Oh, how wrong you are. It's titled Slain Conven uh, Covenant Convenient. Yeah, it is convenient. Covenant School Headmaster Honored as Hero for Her Actions During and Before Massacre. 
I have to read this. It's short and stupid. Quote, Catherine Kuntz, the headmaster of the Covenant School, lost her life protecting her students and staff members from a transgender former student who opened fire yesterday, killing six. Nashville City Councilman Russ, Russ Pulley, a former FBI agent, convenient, said that Kuntz, 60, was quick to act and protected her children. Then show us the video. Show us the video. Show us the video of her leaping into action, because no offense, this doesn't look like a person who is of age to be doing any leaping. It says, quote, this is from Pulley, the former FBI special agent told Fox News. They're all in on it. They're all in on it. He said, quote, it is my understanding from a witness at the school that Catherine Kuntz was on a Zoom call. When she heard the first shot, she immediately ended the call, got up, and headed straight for the shooter. Really? Because in at least three to four minutes of time from the entrance to this person walking down that hallway where there's no one to be found, I didn't see the headmaster leaping into action or chasing the shooter. Weird. It's almost like the story's fake. Because it is. It makes my body hurt, this lying. All this lying makes my whole just body ache. It's awful. It's awful. And the dummies that just soak it in and believe it. It's pathetic. Quote, it continues, the, the stupidity doesn't end. She did what principals and headmasters do. She protected her children. In addition, she prepared the school by seeking advanced level active shooter training and from witnesses at the scene, this protocol, details of which I cannot provide, saved countless lives. No. The answer is no. I've been through the policy with the listeners of this show step by step. As a former school employee, ladies and gentlemen, every policy was broken. But don't worry. A former FBI agent who just so happens to be a council member in Nashville, who just so happens to be talking to Fox News, who just so happens to be relaying a fake story that was completely fake to the public about how every procedure was followed and this headmaster's a hero. No. No. The answer's no. Nice try. Nice try, Freemason. Nice try. Swing and a miss. Now go hit the benches. Because you're going to burn in hell. You cannot perpetuate things like this and be forgiven. This is too evil. Nashville Police Chief, it says, John Drake, indicated that Kuntz confronted the shooter, which likely cost her her life. Show us the confrontation. Show us the confrontation. Now, I'm going to stop the article here. I will finish it. But I want to inject this because the enemy listens to this. Here's what I want you to do, Freemasons. 
The next time you do this, because your script fell through yet again with this, nice try, but it fell through. The next time you do this, why don't you do it like you did the, the, the Buffalo grocery store shooting? Why don't you do it like that? Why don't you do it where you have blanks or it's an air gun and it's a burst of air that comes out and shoots the person? Why don't you show us the next time security footage of a physical confrontation? You know, have them go through the John Wick School of Martial Arts training before you actually say action and then you start your script. Why don't you do that next time? More people might believe it. Mark my words, ladies and gentlemen, that'll happen the next time. The next time what you'll see is security footage of the quote-unquote shooter actually having a physical confrontation with someone who allegedly gets killed, but they won't. That'll happen next. Here's what else will happen next, the next time around. The next time around, you'll have explosive devices. Because what haven't we had thus far? These are the questions people should be asking themselves. Let's think a little further down the line. Next time you're going to have explosive devices. A grenade. Maybe a smoke bomb. That'll stir things up, won't it? It'll make it easier for the police officers to look confused. All this smoke around, I don't know where the shooter is. It'll, it'll make it way more dramatic. Do that. Smoke bombs, grenades, hell, throw a bazooka in there. Let's get it. Let, let's get a anti-aircraft missile in there. Let's do that. You know, a, a shoulder fire bazooka. Let's get one of those bad boys. That'll liven things up a little bit, won't it? Mark my words. Something of what I just said will happen the next time. The most plausible isn't going to be the bazooka scenario. As funny as that would be. <laughs> as hilarious as that would be. Oh my God, he's got a bazooka. Or, oh God, look, that black tranny has a bazooka. Because again, that'll be the next one, right? It'll be a black tranny or an Asian tranny or somebody like that. It'll be an elderly person. That's what it'll be next time, ladies and gentlemen. It won't be a kid. It'll be you know, uh, Gladys from the nursing home. She'll be let out, be given a bazooka, trained by the FBI, and then that, that'll, you know, I don't know. Gladys will shoot that uh, shoulder fire missile, blow out the front doors, and then walk in like Rambo with a Rambo bandana around her head and face paint because, you know, she likes the Rambo movies. And I mean, who doesn't like Rambo? Give me a break. I love Rambo. Either way, you get what I'm saying. They're going to fill in the blanks because it's just too ridiculous. They got to come up with a different script. But the most plausible isn't going to be the bazooka. The most plausible is going to be a physical confrontation that's going to be scripted between the so-called shooter and a so-called victim, which won't be a victim. It'll all be fake, and it'll be on security footage. That's what they'll show the next time. They were a hero. Because right now, all we're hearing is a contrived story in print. If this Kuntz woman ran after the shooter, why is everybody accounted for based on the woman who was outside who addressed the police officer before the police even went in and said everybody was accounted for, except for two kids? 
How did everybody die? If everybody's locked down, how is everybody dead? Where are all these? Where are all these so-called heroes? These these hero stories are so ridiculous. It continues. Honestly, it's just embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. It says, quote, this is from John Drake, the Nashville police chief. According to Fox News, he said this, quote, there was a confrontation. I'm sure you can tell the way she was lying in the hallway, unquote. Drake said at a news conference Tuesday. Then show us the footage. It says, a pastor of Kuntz's church also described her actions as those of a martyr. And cut. The scene's over, everybody. Give yourselves a round of applause. Yay. They're a martyr. The end. Quote, she gave her life in defense of the children under her care. John Bourgeoisie of West End Community Church said, It seems apparent that the active shooter protocol implemented by Kuntz was quickly followed once the killer started shooting. Given the extremely locked down state of the school visible in the police body cam footage, no. All the doors were wide open. What lockdown scenario are you talking about? Do you see what I'm telling you here? It's at face value. And shame on anybody with an audience larger than mine who's not bringing this up. You're not my friend. You're not my friend. If you're not bringing this up, you're the problem. You're perpetuating the problem. On top of that, it says, Kuntz was apparently one of those rare souls that advanced toward impending danger in order to save, try and save others, it says. It appears that Catherine Kuntz laid down her life, laid down her life for her students. The nature of the mass shooting has led many to suspect that the attack was planned as a hate crime against Christians. Written by Natalie Dagenhart. Natalie, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Because you believe Fox News. Remember, the same news station that told you that Donald Trump lost the 2020 election. Now you trust them? Honestly. This drives me up the wall time and time again. Here's the nine-year-old story that I mentioned earlier. Can't make this up. Completely ridiculous. Hero nine-year-old. This is the headline from the Gateway Pundit. They should call themselves the Jerusalem Times for all I'm concerned. It's pathetic, but this comes from 100% fed up, which means those people over at that website are idiots too, or they're in on the lie. Wrap your head around that one. All these so-called conservative websites aren't your friend. See what's going on here? Masons, ladies and gentlemen, they feed you what you want to hear, and they control what they want you to think. What did I see the other day? It went something like this. Freemasons. We don't control everything, 
just what's important. Make sense? Here's the headline. Hero nine-year-old killed when she tried to pull fire alarm to save friends from Nashville trans shooter. <laughs> no! No! Here's a picture of their whole family. They look like a little cult. They look like a little cult. Here's Colin Rugg on Twitter. This little girl saving her friends by pulling a fire alarm when she heard the Nashville shooter coming. She was shot and killed. Her name was El uh, Evelyn Dinkhouse. Hero. And there's a picture of her. Sorry. Sorry. Evelyn Dinkhouse. And then here, at a picture below it, it says Haley Scruggs 9 was killed in the shooting and is pictured with her father, a pastor at the church, Chad Scruggs. So, are these, the, are, are these two of the three students who died? A Haley Scruggs and this Evelyn Dinkhouse? And why were they pulling fire alarms that were already activated? Which means when you pulled on one, it wouldn't do anything. And I thought they were all locked down. Have you ever been inside? I think I said this in the last episode. Have you ever been inside of a school building when those alarms go off? They're deafening. They hurt. They physically hurt. They're that loud. I was in my 20s and, and early 30s when those would go off. I would immediately cover my ears, and so would everybody else. Even if you weren't right next to the alarm when it would go off or as it was going off, they're very loud. They hurt. Imagine what they would do to the inner ear and the eardrums of a nine-year-old or someone younger than that. They wouldn't pull a fire alarm. They'd be holding their ears as tightly, their little hands up against their ears as tightly as they possibly could. Because the whole thing is a lie. Uh, how much more? How much more? Let's see. I have more. Stay with me here as I'm staring at all my notes. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. Franklin Graham is on the scene. Talk about Masons. If you're unfamiliar with Billy Graham, I've been down that rabbit hole before with some listeners of this show. Uh, Billy Graham was a Mason. Masons funded his first church. So Billy Graham, the father, the deceased father, ladies and gentlemen, he was blackmailed. Child trafficker, not a good guy. What do you think about his son? You think his son's telling the truth? Let's start calling these people out, can we please? Daily Mail. Nashville police chief says his own family are considering homeschooling their kids after latest mass shooting as he pleads with Congress to address gun violence and quote-unquote mental illness. Sicily threw this article my way. It's disgusting. Because this guy's in on it. Bullet points. In a new interview, Nashville's police chief said his family is considering homeschooling his, uh, homeschooling his grandson. Drake said we have to do something with gun violence and mental illness. Around 5 million students in the U.S. are homeschooled. And, of course, he was interviewed by CBS this morning. 
which is the same show that has uh, that Gale gal. You know, that propagandist who's best friends with Oprah. Because that's right, we should trust CBS now. Because apparently everybody who doesn't trust the media now trusts CBS. You trust Gale, Oprah's friend. These are all the people you trust now. All these people talking about this, and now all of a sudden you went from criticizing them and saying they can't be trusted, they're the media, to them talking about this event, and now they're all telling the truth again. See, and then the district attorney or, or one of these uh, detectives, Nashville PD guys, comes out and says that we don't have a motive yet. Settle down, everybody. We don't have a motive. Ladies and gentlemen, guess who's responsible for releasing the manifesto, quote-unquote? You guessed it, the FBI. So when you read this alleged manifesto that's allegedly coming out, does that mean that you trust the FBI now? Are we all now trusting the FBI again, just like that? All that money you were making on criticizing the FBI, all those memes you made about abolishing the FBI, the FBI needs to be abolished along with all the other three-letter agencies, get rid of all of them, whoops, nope, not anymore, now we need to trust the FBI because they're releasing a manifesto and it just happens to work to our narrative and the uh, messages that we're trying to push out. Freemasonry. Please understand it. Please learn about it. Look up books on Freemasonry. Read about it. Read about its history. Read about Albert Pike. Read about these people. They are the worst of the worst. Freemasonry is one of the upper echelons of the Venn diagram spiderweb that that reaches to all avenues of earth. It's one of the upper ones. Please read about it. Please learn about it. Because what you're finding out is, is that Freemasonry is involved with churches. Weird, isn't it? Weird. Because they are. They're embedded in churches. They're everywhere. They control the message. Remember the quote I said earlier, we don't control everything, just what's important. Here's another quote, another Freemasonic quote. You ready for this one? Let your voices be heard by the deaf. Let your work be seen by the blind. Do you understand what that means? The weight of that? Let your voices be heard by the deaf. Which means if you can't hear clearly, and you're not hearing for yourself, they're going to tell you what to hear. And it will be them that does it. Let our work be seen by the blind. If you're not smart enough to see what's really going on, don't worry. Masons will show you what they want you to see. They know what they're doing, ladies and gentlemen. This is our enemy. These people are our enemy. And you see again, with the narrative shifts on both sides, on the left you have gun control, mental health, more medication, more counseling, more school services, 
yada, yada, yada. That's the message on the left. On the right, it's we need less gun control. We need more training. We need more of this. We need more of that. We need uh, more vigilance. We need uh, less brainwashed trannies. We need this. We need that. The Masons are controlling both sides. They're controlling both sides. Again, when you have congressmen and women screaming and yelling on both sides in Masonic halls, they're all Masons. It's no different than having Pizza Hut employees yell at each other inside of a Pizza Hut. It's the same thing. (laughs) It's a weird example, but I think you get what I'm saying. They work in Masonic halls. They're chosen, selected, elected officials. The ones with the biggest voices tend to be. And they're all controlled because they're all saying the same things. No one is saying Freemasonry. Isn't that weird? No one is saying secret societies. Isn't that weird? Even the so-called people who have made a living talking about secret societies aren't saying it. This is this is the it brings me right back again to the to the most disappointing points in this whole thing. Oh uh, God, let me let me go through a few more of my notes here because I have more stuff. I have more stuff other than just Nashville. I'm over an hour in and I've got more stuff. So hang on, please hang on tight. Let's see. Yeah, I said explosions reinforce doors. Sure, they'll start taking the glass out of doors. They'll start just putting up giant metal doors. Enter Gladys with a bazooka, because that's where Gladys is going to show up the next time. Rambo Gladys, with her her shoulder-fire anti-craft missile, blew right through those metal doors. Again, the the narrative talk. Let me get back to that real quick. Red flag laws, of course. You're going to see all the rhinos and people on both sides screaming and yelling about it. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. The Masons are controlling both sides of the argument. Don't worry about it. More red flag laws are on the way. Because remember, these people said, these Marxists, Lenin, all of them, they all said, we'll just chip away. We'll just chip away and we'll, we'll take over your country without having to fire a shot. We'll just do it one fake event at a time. One convinced mind at a time. That's that's what we'll do. Antidepressant talk. Same thing. More antidepressants, ladies and gentlemen. We need more drugs. More counseling. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I gave credit to those people. Good. Kate Daly. Ultra Pepe Lives Matter. Follow these people. Follow these people. Drop. Do me, do me this favor if you can. Drop the Tim Pools of the world and give Kate Daly a try. She's got some idiosyncrasies. We all do, don't we? But, uh, but she's on the right side of this, whereas Tim Pool is dead wrong, which means if you're listening to Tim Pool, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you're watching the Smurfs. Stop watching cartoons with Tim Pool and let's jump into the real debate here and, and kick up our, our level of thinking to another degree, shall we? Um, that's my, that's my take. That's my suggestion. You can keep listening to those goofballs if you want, I suppose, but I'm not sure why after such a thing, why after an event like this, would you continue to listen to them when they're dead wrong on all of it? 
and they're not even touching it with a 10-foot pole. Ask yourself this one too, and this is a big one. This is one of the things that the old Tim Pools aren't bringing up. Old bio-clandestine can't wrap his small brain around this one, so let's do the thinking for them. Before this happened, this fake event on Monday, before it, did you ever hear or see anything related to a trans day of vengeance or any meme or video having to do with trannies arming themselves and that they've always been angry against non-trannies and now they're learning how to use guns and all of this other stuff. Did that come across anyone's field of vision? Did that hit anybody's radar before Monday? It didn't mine. And I'm on, I'm on these brainwashed boards that claim to be awake, including Gab and Telegram. And I'm on this on a day-in and day-out basis so that I can bring you three episodes a week about what's going on here. Not just regarding, of course, geopolitical and education things, but a variety of stuff and, of course, how it's all connected. But the point is, is did that cross anybody's field of vision? Before Monday? Because from my perspective, the answer is no. I didn't see or hear anybody talking about it. Wow, look at all these trainees with these mohawks and these bulletproof vests and these ARs in their hands and geez, what's with the nunchucks and the bat with the nails out of it? I mean, good God, what's going on with all of that? It wasn't anywhere. And now all of the sudden, Your trans day of vengeance is Friday. April 1st, trans day of vengeance. When was this ever a thing? It was never a thing. It never existed. Jesse James threw this website my way. Turfisaslur.com Documenting the abuse, harassment, and misogyny of transgender identity politics. Uh, This is ridiculous. Threats of violence and violent imagery. It's just, it's nuts. It's, it's, It's posts about people claiming to attack, stab, and kill trannies. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the trannies doing it. It's the Masons doing this. They're the ones creating all of this. Tranny hate. They want to murder trannies. I'm not saying there aren't some people out there that haven't made those posts who probably do. But it's all controlled. Again, this is where everybody gets amnesia. This is where everybody says, bots can't be real. All of these bots that exist on the internet, that's not a thing. Because I'm reading all of this, and well, now I'm just believing it. Now I'm just believing all these random tweets about all this hate towards trannies, and we want to kill all of them, and we want to hang them, and and beat them with bats, and blah, blah, blah. It's all controlled from all sides. The whole thing is completely controlled from all sides. This is the part 
that people have got to start to understand. You're being yanked around by the short hairs on a constant basis from all sides. Figure that out, and then you'll start to see the middle way. You're parting the, you got to part the seas metaphorically with your own mind because Masons have control of both sides of that sea. Walk right down the middle and just part them, and then you'll start to see what's going on. Sicily also threw this my way again. Why all of the sudden? I'm shifting gears now, and then I'm going to get into education, and I've got some Simone Gold stuff coming up. Trust me, it's juicy. But why now all of the sudden did the Senate just vote to get rid of the COVID emergency? And they're expecting Joe Biden to sign it, allegedly. Not that any of it matters because he's not the real president of the United States and all these elected officials aren't really elected. But, but why all of a sudden is that happening? She said this too. She said, quote, Cicely did. She texted me this. She said, by the way, what's with these people lifting the emergency orders three years later? New Mexico's expires tomorrow and supposedly she's not renewing it and the Senate. I also saw that the WHO says healthy children and adults don't need boosters. What the hell? Unquote. Yeah. What the hell indeed? It's all coordinated clearly, I think. Don't you think? They're all working together. As soon as, as, soon as they all get the phone call, we're all doing this now. We got, we got to move the narrative into this direction and get them back on this. The Nashville thing's gone stale. Let's, uh, let's go back on this now. It's nuts. And speaking of COVID and that giant lie, notice how, again, they continue to normalize the defibrillators within schools. And now Gateway Pundit comes out with this, and Cicely threw this my way also. It says NFL, NBA, MLB, MLS, NHL, and the NCAA to start a smart heart sports coalition that will prevent sudden cardiac arrest among high school. What? It can't get more obvious. It's jab-related. And now these blood-sucking leeches are trying to make money off of it. They're trying to make money off of it because they think that random heart attacks among all people, including high school students, is normal. These coalitions, these uh, these groups, all of it, it's a waste. It's a complete waste. It's a waste of time, focus, money to get you to not focus on the real problem, the bioweapon, the biological weapon. That's the problem. And they all went along with it. And now they're all trying to cover up for it. Look, we're the good guys again. Remember, you used to hate the NHL, the NCAA, the uh, the NFL, so on and so forth, baseball, you name it. But now we're now we are your friends. We're paying attention to this. We're concerned. We want to be on the preventative side of things. Don't don't forget, you know, don't remember rather all the coercion and the death that we rolled out on everybody. Now we're your hero. Because that's how Masons operate. When people need a hero, the Masons will provide one for you. 
Now get a load of this. And again, I'm going to bounce back to the COVID thing, but I'm still on the Mason train. So get a load of this. This comes directly from AJ Gochik, lawyer, California, friend of the show. Get a load of this first before I, I mention a COVID story that he has, which is beyond heartbreaking, as you would expect. Here's what AJ sent me. He said, quote, he said, spent all evening yesterday at two county jails trying to help a friend get released from jail as her attorney. To make a long story short, she, my friend, ran for office in the 2022 elections for county sheriff as the lone constitutional candidate, though she lacked the law enforcement background and experience, allegedly required to run for that office. She finished in last place. The DA accused her of committing fraud, perjury on her certified application. I think it's bullshit, but they arrested her from her home yesterday, though the arrest warrant was almost 10 months old. Unquote. Now, what have we learned here about Freemasons? First of all, in case anybody's curious, in most states, at least this has usually been the case throughout the entire United States, if you want to run for sheriff, you can, and you don't have to have any law enforcement experience whatsoever. None. Now, what kind of endorsements are you going to get if you're not a law enforcement agent? Probably not many, because a lot of people think, well, if you're running for sheriff, then you need to have been a, you know, a beat cop or a patrol officer or a deputy or something, former FBI or former CIA or something along those lines. That, that's not how the founding fathers had it figured out. They knew that this would ultimately become the problem as it has become the problem. Now this person gets arrested because they were running for office and they were never in law enforcement as a profession and as far as the state of California is concerned or certainly the retribution police are concerned they're coming after her because they're claiming that she falsely filled out her election certificate and election paperwork because she doesn't have any experience in law enforcement. She never said she did have experience in law enforcement, and she doesn't have a criminal past. She's just tired of Masons running the whole thing every single time. And th this right here is proof, ladies and gentlemen, as to what will happen when you go up against the Masons. They'll come after you. They're sending a message to this person and everybody else. If you run against us Masons, we'll come after you. We'll contrive a story, we'll make it stick, because our judges are Masons also, and then we'll come and arrest you. You know, the fraternal order of police. Masons. I said back to him, I said back to AJ, I said, damn, they're trying to send a message. Don't run against the Masons or we'll come after you. Ties perfectly into the fake shooting. He sent me a picture of, the, of their arrest warrant that she took as she was being arrested, and she has a picture of the arresting officer. It's nuts. I said, uh, 
Was she claiming, uh, I'm sorry, I said, what are they claiming? Are they claiming that that uh, she lied specifically on, on the documents? Or I said, is it too much to describe? Uh, he said the following. He said, quote, she was required to certify on her affidavit as office seeker that she had a had the requisite qualifications to run for county sheriff. He said, in my legal research, I couldn't find one California case where any candidate was prosecuted for not meeting the requirements of the office. There is a minimum age to run as a candidate, 35 for president of the United States and 18 or 21 for local offices. And that's usually it. The person running for school board doesn't need any experience working in education, for example. He's 100% right. And then he said, the top two candidates who had the most votes, one of which won, they're Masons. You see what I'm saying here? You see what's going on? This is the problem. This right here is the problem. The secret societies, the people who sign on the dotted lines to be associated with them and a part of them, the people who accept money, the people who accept positions and power, the people who accept all of this. This is the problem. This is exactly what John F. Kennedy was speaking about before his head was blown off. This is the exact thing. This is our real enemy. This is what has to be eliminated, or else we're just kicking the can down the road. That's it. That's the real problem here. Let me continue with. with AJ here. And again, this is this is heartbreaking, but it's happening all over the place. He sent me this story and this GoFundMe. And he said the following. He said, quote, hey, Sean, another serious vaccine injury story. My daughter, who is homeschooled, and several of her friends know this kid. His name is Zhao, Z-H-A-O. They used to attend middle school together. He says the friends of the Zhao family who set up the GoFundMe page at least point the finger at the jabs, but notice what they say. Quote, he is one of the rare but probable vaccine injury victims battling between life and death at the moment. And then he said, rare? Question mark. The kid has AIDS. Immune system is no more. I responded and I said, rare but probable. Question mark. It can't be both. And yeah, this is, uh, this is awful. They have a, a, a picture of him in the hospital. I, again, the eyes are covered. I don't understand why that's the case. If somebody just did that with a marker or something, I don't know. It says 16-year-old Jonathan Zhao facing life and death. They've raised over $111,000 of a $200,000 goal. There you go. Jonathan suffered from severe bodily infections coincidentally after being administered the COVID-19 vaccine booster shot in January of 2022. His health rapidly deteriorated thereafter, and he was finally hospitalized at Stanford Children's Hospital in November of 2022 and diagnosed with chronic active Epstein-Barr virus, or C-A-E-B-V. 
While EBV itself is not an uncommon virus, the extent to which Jonathan's immune system has been completely compromised is extremely rare. Jonathan's case has no precedent. Well, it does, actually. It's everywhere. He went through unconventional hormone therapy with chemotherapy three times in order to treat these severe repetitive infections, but unfortunately the treatments did not succeed. Jonathan was transferred to the ICU twice where he requires around-the-clock medical care and physical attention from the healthcare team. He's been in the hospital for almost five months now and remains in a heartbreaking hospice condition. The nurses who did this, the doctors who did this, the media outlets who did this, all of them. Ignorance is not an excuse. Plausible deniability is not an excuse. At the very least, the doctor's offices have to be eliminated. But where are we going to get our medical care? Well, look it up yourself. Look it up yourself. Start taking care of yourself different ways. It's almost, ladies and gentlemen, like Amazon. The company Amazon knows what's coming. Because as you heard me bring up in previous episodes, they have their own pharmacy now. You can plug in your information and have your drugs sent to your home from Amazon. You don't even need a doctor anymore. Telemedicine is on the rise. It's almost like people know that something's coming down the line. And I can't think of a better segue than to roll out our favorite pinata, ladies and gentlemen, Simone Gold. First of all, before I bring up Simone, I pray for that family and all of these families that are suffering with these children and these individuals and, and anybody who's been jabbed. This is, it, it's indescribable, the evil here. And we need to pray for all of these people. I, you know, even the, even the whack job uh, people that are screaming at the top of their lungs saying that we need to die because we're unjabbed and all that other stuff. Those people are nuts. But those people are brainwashed just like every, everybody else is brainwashed. They're brainwashed too. They're all swimming in that same boat. They're all in that same sinking ship. The people that aren't telling the truth about Nashville are the same people. Are, they're just in the same boat. They're in the same boat. It's on different wavelengths, but again, it's, it's all evil. So that's kind of my overall point, I guess. It's, uh, it's easy to make fun of them, and I clearly do it on this show. I certainly have and, and may continue to do so. Who knows? But you see these horrific pictures of these people suffering, ladies and gentlemen, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that on, on any of these innocent people. I would wish it on the people like Anthony Fauci, and I would wish it on all these Freemasons that are doing this to people and all these other companies and the Albert Borlas of the world and so on and so forth. All these people who tricked these people, all these employers who fired and ridiculed and made fun of people who wouldn't do it, you know, karma is a real thing and it's going to happen. But it's the children, ladies and gentlemen. Children trust their parents by and large. And if the parents don't know what's going on in the world, then the children are downstream of that giant, giant meat cleaver and it's not working out for them. Okay, back to Simone Gold. Give this a listen. This is Renette Sunham, who's done excellent work 
exposing the fraud that is Simone Gold. And her latest substack from March 27th is titled, America's Frontline Doctors Oversight Chair Kevin Jenkins Keeps Check on Internal Strife. Renette Sunum Challenges Simone Gold to Debate. Let me set this up the best I can here. There was a, and you'll hear Renette basically break it down for you, but Simone's giving a speech in this pseudo-church area. She's on stage. There's a guy at a, at a lectern or a pulpit, whatever you'd want to call it, and he's moder- or moderating the whole thing. John Strand is on the stage with his sequin shoes, God knows why. Because straight men don't wear sequin shoes. Um, they just don't. And there's a line of people during the Q&A session. Someone comes up to the microphone and has Renette Sunum on their cell phone. And Renette, through the cell phone, asks Simone Gold a couple of questions. And you're going to hear uh, Renette Sunum break all of this down, and you'll hear Simone Gold's answers. It's brilliant. And at the end, Renette Sunum challenges Simone Gold to a debate. Simone Gold will never debate Renette Sunum. It'll never happen. Simone Gold is narcissistic at best, controlled to say the least, and walking into a debate with someone who has the receipts would be suicide. She'll never do it. She'll, she'll just never do it. So here's the audio. It's about seven minutes long. This is Renette describing this at the beginning. Give this a listen. Hi, everyone. Renette Sunham here with Renette Sunham's foghornexpress.substack.com. Below, I have an interview I just did with Matthew Crawford of Rounding the Earth, along with Kristen Elizabeth. She has been super sleuthing for two years, American Frontline Doctors, and she has come up with some amazing information. I just have to tell you that the tentacles, the financial deep state alt-alt-alt-right tentacles surrounding America Frontline Doctors and surrounding Simone Gold is very, very deep very rich, very dark, very questionable. So we dive into that in the just over an hour long interview down below. Now, what I have here in this clip is um, is a video clip from oh, about a month ago when I happened to be going to the East Coast to New York and the um, Values Advocacy Council in San Jose the Church was holding an event with Dr. Simone Gold and with John Strand. Uh, about 24 to 36 hours before that event took place, I was asked by the leaders, do you want to come down and ask for some questions? I said, I, I can't, I'm not available. However, Alex Myers was kind enough, who was at that event, to grab the phone, call me right before I got into bed at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And she put me on the phone and put me on the mic. And I wasn't expecting it to ask a few questions of Simone Gold. So the first question that I asked, which you'll see the answer, how she responded, was how do you continue traveling the country, raising money, claiming that you are the AFLDS president and chair when clearly the Arizona judge uh, just back in January, uh, claimed clearly that she was she had resigned back in February of 2022. This was her response to that question. The board negotiated a contract with me that they didn't execute. The board negotiated terms that they didn't execute, and it made me look when falsely accused that I had done something wrong. 
right here. This is a screenshot of the judge's decision. And there's no question, there's no question that Dr. Simone Gold is not on the board of AFLDS, is not the president, is not the chair, and she did officially resign in February 2022. It is also very clear to me that Simone Gold does not have difficulty lying to hundreds, if not thousands of people at a time. So it is very clear that as an attorney and a doctor, she does not seem to be able to fathom the risk she is putting herself in by continuing this fabrication and this fraud. So I did have another question for her. Check this next one out. You are why do you in your newsletters conflate American frontline doctors with gold care, a for profit business? She asked why you conflate uh, gold care with America's frontline doctors because it's a for profit and a non profit. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I, am, I am one person. I am Dr. Simone Gold. I do multiple things. <laughs> Now, I find it interesting that, again, as an attorney, Simone Gold thinks that just because I'm Simone Gold, I can do whatever I want. That, again, you cannot conflate a for-profit business with a nonprofit organization. It is confusing people. They do not know what they're actually giving their money to. That's piece number one. Piece number two is this. You're no longer on the AFLDS board. You are no longer the chair or the president. What is happening right now is such a great deceit. I'm not sure if it's because you're just criminally minded or something might be getting a little loose. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to challenge the Values Advocacy Council to follow through on their promise or their invitation to debate Simone Gold on stage. I'd be so happy to debate you, Simone Gold, on stage and to set the record straight. Because right now, you have no problem spinning stories everywhere, spinning stories everywhere you go with absolutely not one ounce of evidence or proof backing up what you continue to claim. Yes, uh, I'm watching another question. 
is if you are so disappointed with the board who is curtains on AFLDS, why are you giving them grief when you are the one who put them on the board to begin with? So well, why are you now disqualifying them? It is true that I put them on the board. It is true. This has happened to many organizations before me. I imagine, I don't know, I imagine James O'Keefe put some of those people on the board as well. This is a common story. I don't, I don't want this to be conflated as blocking or next questions or anything. I just don't want to get into a whole back and forth with on the phone and having to moderate all this. I'm just so, trying to make go between. Yes, also, yes. I don't know. I can't yes, get yes. here so many so, words. So, so what we what we have discussed is having Dr. Bold and John back sometime to discuss with Renette in person. I don't know if that will happen, but we've discussed it, and maybe we can make that happen. Would so, would Simone interview with Renette? Yes. In a video, would you? You can hear the people applauding in the room. You can hear people, or you can see people being quiet in the room and not applauding. Somebody at the end yelled, hang up on her, hang up on her, hang up the phone. Other people want to ask questions and blah, blah, blah. You can also see the sycophants in the crowd constantly applauding every, every single thing that uh, Simone Gold says, you know, like the lap dogs and the pelicans at the end of the dock. They're just clapping their hands together like seals because they're in on it. They, they, these people cannot fathom what real corruption is and what it looks like. And they don't want to believe that the person that they're following around on a leash could potentially be the problem. They don't want to wrap their head around that. That's why these speaking tours that these people are going on are remarkably problematic because the people running them are sucking money away from unknowing, unsuspecting people. That's why you've never seen me on any of those stages. I've never been invited, and it's because of what I say here. I call these people out. You're not going to find me on a stage with these goofballs. And you just heard Simone Gold say that she doesn't want to debate Renette Sunum because she thinks she's dishonest. So why would I? Because the premise of her questions are a lie. So says Simone Gold, of course. Renette's dead on. She's 100% right with this. There's another thing which is interesting, and you've heard me mention this before about Simone Gold. You know you've got yourself a cat cornered when the cat starts whining, screaming, and, and hissing the way that she does. In the video, you can see her bouncing around the stage frantically because she's been caught. She's got all these eyes on her, all these ears on her, and she's been caught. And she's always playing the victim on her Gab account with these, um, well, what would you call them? I'm, they're scripted videos. She has these scripted sympathy videos that she plays constantly. I'm the victim and woe is me. And me, 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 me. And it's, it's constant. It's a never-ending thing. These are all characteristics of someone who has something to hide. Why wouldn't she debate Renette Sunum if she has nothing to hide? It's common sense, but she's got her. She's got her. Uh, she's got her dead to rights. I love it. I love it. So stay on it, Renette. You know what you're doing. Renette's one of the good ones, ladies and gentlemen. She's one of the good ones. Okay. 
very quickly here from a geopolitical standpoint, you heard me mention the the TikTok stuff that the TikTok ban as it's being called or the, you know, all this legislation, the Restrict Act, which is what it really is. Um 686 apparently. It's uh it, it, as you would expect, and as I stated a long time ago, it has nothing to do with TikTok. It, it has everything to do with suppressing free speech, monitoring the internet, fining people, eliminating um, VPNs, virtual protection networks, and so on and so forth. It's remarkably problematic. It, it being a, you know, a TikTok's a spy agency and all of that stuff, it's beyond ridiculous. It never had anything to do with that. Your cell phone is a spy agency. Your computer's a spy agency. They've got a lot of that stuff. I threw up a, t- a quick TikTok video on the last war video at the very end of a guy explaining it. There's a thread reader app here from Dr. Lynn Flynn Dorella, if I'm saying that right. Again, breaks it down, has pages highlighted from the bill itself, what it eliminates so on and so forth, million-dollar fines, 20 years in prison if you have a VPN. They're going to hijack uh, ring doorbells, in-home security cameras, so on and so forth. It, it's never-ending, as they're calling it the, the Patriot Act on steroids. Um, w- what I'll do for that thread reader, again, is, is link it in the description below, along with that GoFundMe from that individual, and, uh, and yeah. I'll, those will be two things that I'll that I'll link in the description below. I'll link something else also, but I'm going to mention that at the end. Um, another GoFundMe for for someone that I used to know, but I will uh, I'll mention that at the end here. A couple of education related things. As you would expect, the insanity continues regarding the uh, Nashville nonsense and the response to all of that even Melissa Joan Hart ladies and gentlemen of Sabrina the teenage witch fame got involved and took to Instagram to lie about a story of pulling kids out of the woods and reuniting them with their family she's a liar she's a terrible actress she's gross and she's a liar and there you have it she lives approximately 16 minutes 15 or 16 minutes away from the actual school itself and claimed in the video that uh you know she used to live close to Sandy Hook Elementary School so what are the odds I'm telling you masons ladies and gentlemen they're everywhere people are controlled blackmailed bribed coerced look into a camera on your cell phone and uh, give us a heartfelt speech about how you pulled kids out of the dirt and reunited them with their parents during the shooting. Stop it. It's embarrassing. Here's one from uh, Missouri, fox2now.com. Ozark schools on lockdown. Several districts report false threats. This was back on Monday. Weird. All of a sudden, phone calls and random threats were being made to schools and they were being put on lockdown. One by one, they all take the bait, and one by one, they all get manipulated, and they have no idea. Here's another one from Summit News. Video leftist professor suspended after calling for murder of conservative speakers. All right. Not going to play it, but you get the gist of it, I think. Uh, Here's another one. This was tossed to me by a listener of the show. Thank you for sending it from the Epoch Times. California State University intends to end the COVID-19 vaccine mandates. 
weird. And all 20-some-odd of their campuses, apparently. Uh, let's see. It says the following. California State University, the nation's largest four-year higher education system, intends to rescind coronavirus vaccine mandates for students, faculty, and staff, reported by its faculty association March 2nd. So this was updated on March 29th. And there you go. They, they, they said that they would do that apparently back on, on March 2nd. Um, why are you doing it now? Too many people dying? Campus empty? Because now what you're doing is, is you're basically telling everybody that you just lied to your entire student, faculty, and staff population. It says the system's Office of Human Resources and Labor Relations determined it will, quote, no longer require students to be fully vaccinated against the COVID-19 virus, unquote, according to the California Faculty Association, a union representing 29,000 CSU faculty members. The system has more than 450,000 students enrolled among 23 campuses. A revised draft of the policy is currently in the meet and confer state with various CSU labor groups. The CSU spokesperson Amy Bentley Smith said in an email to the Epoch Times on March 23rd. The college's plan to cancel its mandate follows California Gavin Newsom's announcement February 28th, ending the state's COVID-19 state of emergency. Damage done. Damage done. And they're not going to get more people showing up to their universities because they've already wiped them out, which means who do they have left? Who are they going to bring in now? Illegals? More illegals? Sure they will. That's all they have left. That's the only pool they can pull from now. And then there's this. In conclusion regarding education, Also from uh, WLNS.com, Channel 6, Fauci to speak at MSU Spring Commencement, Michigan State University. This was thrown my way also. East Lansing, Michigan, Dr. Fauci, Anthony Fauci, will be joining the other high-ranking federal officials at Michigan State University's Spring Commencement. On May 5th, a group of former and current federal officials will help kick off MSU's graduation season. Attendees include the following. Undersecretary for Nuclear Security of the U.S. Department of Energy and Administrator of the National Nuclear Security Administration, Jill Kruby. Kruby with an H. Kruby. And member of the Federal Reserve Board of Governors and MSU faculty, Lisa Cook. Dr. Anthony Fauci is the former chief medical advisor to the president and past director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Fauci helped steer the U.S. through the COVID-19 pandemic, it says. He became a target for Republican attacks during the pandemic. The ceremony will begin with Kruby addressing master's and educational specialist degree recipients. She will also receive an honorary doctorate of science degree. Well, good for her. And then it goes on a little bit more. 
couple of suggestions for the uh, graduates of MSU, since you're jabbed and you can't have children and you have AIDS. How about you all stand up and walk out when the Anthony Fauci shows up to start talking? How about you do that? Stand up and walk away. What's MSU going to do? Take your diploma away from you? No, they won't do that. They'll just send it to you in the mail like they do everybody else. Just stand up and walk away. And if they say, why did you all get up and, and, and walk away? Tell them you all have diarrhea. Make up something if you want. Or you can tell them the truth and you can say, Anthony Fauci is responsible for pushing a biological weapon on copious amounts of people that have killed members of our own uh, student population and staff. Because you know that MSU staff members are dead from these jabs. It's mathematically impossible that that would not be the case. So now they're rolling out Anthony Fauci to speak to the very people for which he was responsible for coercing into killing themselves. Masons. See the sick satanic trick that's being played on everybody and they have no idea. How about you all just stand up and walk away if you have an idea? How about you just not go? But if you stand up and you walk away, wouldn't that show something? Wouldn't that say something? It'd be undeniable. It'd be undeniable from a visual perspective. Fauci gives speech at MSU and students stand up and walk away. You're going to wish you walked away when Anthony Fauci takes the lectern. You're going to wish you did. So why not just do it now? It's disgusting. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to end with this one. And this is another GoFundMe that will be in the description below if you're interested. I fully understand uh, people not wanting to give to one GoFundMe or another. I, I totally understand it. Um, and, I, and I don't expect anybody to, to give to any of them, frankly. But I just wanted to make this, uh, br bring this up on my show, and, and I would be foolish to not do it. Um, I found out the other day that a childhood neighbor of mine and a friend of mine when I was a kid passed away. He was killed in a plane crash, as it turns out. His name was Scott Walton. And Scott grew up in a home of, with two other brothers, an older brother and a younger brother. His older brother is named JT or John Walton. And his younger brother was Mike Walton. Uh, Scott was the middle brother. Scott was different from, from, the other, from his other brothers. Scott was very adventurous. He was the go-getter. Um, they were all go-getters, but uh, Scott was different from the other two. And Scott spent a great deal of time in our house growing up. And he, he was, again, friends with my brother and I, and we were all friends, and we all hung out, and we spent a lot of time together. Um, Scott was married to a wonderful Christian woman. They have three young daughters. She was a stay-at-home, the mother's a stay-at-home mom and a homeschooling mom. And Scott was big on homeschooling, without a doubt. Scott hated school, just like I did. And we would talk about it a lot when we were, when we were kids. We hated it. He left the school system that I was a part of, and they were sent to private schools in the local area. And that's where they ended up going to school. He graduated from the University of Cincinnati. Uh, he worked for the Cincinnati Inquirer for a little while. And when I was older and of college age, if not a young teacher, 
at the time. Uh, that was the last time I saw Scott, and he came over to the house when I was visiting my parents one summer, and uh, we, we were talking and having a great time. We even went and played golf together, uh, my dad, Scott, and, and myself, and, and that was the last time I saw him. And then I found out later on, many years later, that he became a pilot, and it didn't shock me. I was happy for him, actually, because it made perfect sense. It just made perfect sense. So I'll say this, given the fact that, again, he was an airline pilot for a medevac company, you know, was he jabbed? I don't know. I mean, the evidence would indicate potentially. We know that the airline business doesn't want to admit that that may or may not have been the case as far as the NTSB investigators are concerned. Um, They claim again that the plane started to fall apart in midair because of the, the, the stretch of the debris stretched miles so that it was falling from the sky. Again, it was a single engine airplane. Uh, with one propeller on, on the nose, with again I think about six seats on the inside, including two in the cockpit. But um, I'm certain I'm certain of this. I'm certain that Scott Walton would have done anything for his family, anything for his wife, anything for his children. And uh, again, a good, strong Christian man and a homeschooling family, he, he would have done anything for them, no matter what. And again, I could I could tell you a thousand stories about him. I could tell you a thousand stories. The things that we did together playing, uh, it was awesome. I mean, we had a great time growing up and, and playing playing with one another, playing sports and street hockey and building forts in the backyard and basketball and the whole thing. It was it was a lot of fun, and he was one hell of a guy, no doubt about it. So I'll link the uh, the GoFundMe in the description below if you're interested. Again, I fully understand. You didn't know him, you know. It, it's not, uh, it's not your business, not your thing. But people have to understand again that jab or no jab, there's there's good people falling all the time, and they're leaving behind great family members and and children. And this is one of those things that's going to persist one way or another. So that's about all I can say. Uh, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, I will catch you next week, Monday. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.